Welcome to the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Today we're joined by Brian Verne, CEO of Wave, to talk about how sports entertainment is shifting from traditional media to mobile and social platforms. How you doing, Brian? Doing well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. So, Brian, let's just start at the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about how this shift started to happen and, and why it's happening? Why are we seeing a shift from traditional media over to social and mobile when it comes to sports? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's it's really somewhat of a, you know, I would say a manifestation of, you know, a number of, of, of years of my life. Uh, you know, I think both, both personally and, um, you know, professionally speaking, uh, I'm a former you know, college athlete, um, you know, played baseball through school and then, uh, you know, was fortunate enough to get involved in sports, uh, you know, or sports business rather, um, thereafter, uh, you know, primarily, you know, at the entrepreneurial level. And, um, you know, I've spent a number of years, you know, I would say, you know, doing different things or, uh, you know, building different products all, you know, at the intersection of what I would say, you know, young athletes, fans, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, emerging media. And, um, you know, to, to your point, uh, you know, over, uh, I think, uh, in particular a series of the last called five years, um, you know, I think you've seen, uh, you know, this seismic shift or the, you know, this, this transition of sorts as to how people are watching sports. Um, you know, I'm 31 years old, uh, you know, grew up watching, you know, ESPN and Sports Center and Baseball Tonight and, uh, you know, programming like that, you know, pretty much religiously every single day. Um, but, you know, that's just not how, uh, you know, this next generation of fans um, or consumers, uh, you know, watch sports today. Um, you know, they want short form, uh, you know, video, easily digestible, snackable content uh, on their platforms of choice, um, you know, which just so happens to be, uh, you know, the social platforms where, uh, you know, the vast majority of long, young people uh, live today. And uh, and so I think, you know, taking that all into account, and, you know, we'll certainly dig, you know, deeper here as we go on, um, you know, seeing those trends and, uh, you know, being super ear to the ground, that was, you know, what ultimately led to, you know, the manifestation of WAVE and, you know, what, you know, we've built and what we're doing today. So I'm glad you brought up Wave. Can you tell us a little bit about then, just to kind of contextualize this issue, um, or not issue, I guess, movement, how, how, how is Wave, you know, reacting or, or or what is it doing for this shift we're seeing right now? Yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's really, you know, kind of twofold or, or um, you know, our, our, our focus rather is, uh, you know, twofold. Um, you know, our thesis was, you know, rooted in this notion that, you know, if you were going to build a you know, sports media brand today, you know, a relevant publisher, uh, you need to build communities on top of the platforms where people already are. Um, you know, today's consumer, uh, you know, as I mentioned, they want optionality, uh, they want frictionless consumption. And I think even more importantly, uh, you know, the ability to have two way conversations with their peers, um, on their platform of choice. And today that's, that's Instagram, that's Snapchat, that's YouTube, uh, and, and so on. And so, you know, step one for us was to develop these communities and build audience on, you know, those particular platforms, I think, uh, you know, with a heavy emphasis on, you know, on Instagram. And so, um, you know, after raising some venture funding, uh, you know, we 
uh, stayed in stealth mode, so to speak. But over the last you know year or so, you know, prior to officially launching, you know, as Wave, um, you know, just several weeks ago, we have you know, built about a hundred or so uh, communities, uh, primarily on Instagram, but you know, moving towards an omni-channel approach on you know, on Snap and uh, on YouTube in particular. Um, we have about 24 million you know followers across these channels. Uh, we generate over 725 million views every single month and um, over 50 million engagements. And uh, you know when we launched, we uh, you know are the fourth largest sports publisher uh, you know on on social. Um, and you know nobody had probably heard of us uh, you know, just because we had done this you know somewhat under the radar for you know the last you know 12 months. Right, right. So then, Brian, how do you think these mobile platforms have to adapt to what their customers want? What do you think they're seeing that is creating this shift? I think it's all centered around this notion of community-generated content. And so, you know, these younger fans, uh, you know, like, they're not even me. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're not, you know, our dads. Uh, they don't want to sit in front of a TV and you know watch a talking head or uh you know watch uh you know a three-hour game um they want bite-sized content that's personalized that's you know like i said easily digestible um and they want it on their platform of choice but i think even most importantly they want it to be created by their peers uh and so um you know in addition to developing these communities where people are uh we actually also uh, have this decentralized content strategy or, or newsroom strategy um, in which we, you know, today already have hundreds of creators all over the world that are, you know, a member of this, you know, I would say emerging talent class or, you know, creative community uh, that work with us to, you know, produce the hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of content that we distribute every single day. And the, um, you know, genuine nature of, of that content, the authenticity, uh, I think is what um, you know, our community, uh, you know, of 24 million people, uh, have, you know, they've told us like, that's what they want. Um, uh, because, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just natural, you know, to their, their viewing experience. So, and I, and I'm glad you brought up the idea of like a, a decentralized newsroom. Cause I think generally speaking, it's a, it's a really interesting concept, but what do you do to, cause you know, once you put the newsroom in the hand of the masses, it's generally harder to verify things and, and you generally tend to lose a lot of control. Is this something you've thought of? How do you, how do you, I guess, counter the, the possibility of, of it being misused? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good question. Uh, you know, it's certainly something that, you know, we think about, um, you know, all the time. That being said though, I think the, you know, one of the underlying themes or, you know, you know elements called foundational pillars you know of what we believe in is that um you know if you have a voice so to speak you know you are a creator and uh you know the the art of storytelling whether it's you know sports or music or the arts uh you know you know any particular uh you know category or realm um it's essentially your worldview or you telling a narrative through your lens uh, and I think today, uh, you know, and, you know, by the nature of, of, you know, these social platforms and the power, uh, you know, of, of your thumb and, and, you know, of that mobile device, uh, you know, it's given this marginalized class or, you know, this emerging creative community, as, as, uh, as, as we put it, 
um, the power to be relevant and uh, not only be relevant to be a you know a leader in the space and you know, that didn't always exist and that you know and don't mean to belabor the point but it's this phenomenon that you know that, that we drive home every single day uh, you know if you talk about the sports world you know even 10 years ago but but particularly in the 90s when you know, you had, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, Stuart Scott and Scott Penfeld and Linda Cohen and Chris Berman, uh, you know, all these folks who were transformative in terms of um, how we, you know, how we watch sports or how sports were covered. Um, you had to be in that like 0.1 percentile uh, to actually matter and to be able to tell your story. Um, and that that is not true today. And I think the consumer has even gone uh, one step further and saying that's not even what we want. We actually want to hear from our peers. We want to engage with our peers. We want to react to the stories that our peers tell. Um, and we want to do it on the platforms uh, where we already are. Right, right. So do you think this kind of approach could work for other other you know parts in entertainment or, or even news? Do you think the idea of a decentralized newsroom has a a different application outside of sports or entertainment? Yeah, I, I uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, you know, I mean, this is certainly you know a, a major part of our uh, you know thesis, so to speak. Just as uh, you know, I kind of you know think of it as uh, you know this like old world you know versus new world you know paradigm. Um, but I, I I certainly do think that you'll continue to see these trends because it's this you know creative community that is very clearly speaking out and saying that they want to be the drivers uh you know of um you know the the both the content creation uh and then you know as a result you know the consumption experience right so what are, what do you think are some of the or i guess what have been some of the biggest challenges in bringing wave to market ah uh, yeah one of the biggest challenges is, is i think you know we we operate like i said 100 and you know, about 120 communities in, uh, you know, totality. Um, you know, I don't think anyone has really, yeah, you know, tried this approach. Uh, you know, so that's, you know, certainly a challenge, uh, you know, every single day. And, and, um, you know, I, I think another component or aspect of, you know, our business is, you know, how do we, uh, you know, constantly, um, you know, transform our content and, and, you know, think about, uh, you know, these emerging, um, uh, or new, you know, media units, you know, posts and stories, for instance, uh, you know, how can we create, um, you know, repeatable kind of episodic, you know, programming, uh, you know, formatted for, uh, you know, these particular channels and, um, you know, do it in a, in, in, in a lean manner. Uh, so, you know, it's, 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 it's both a challenge, but I, I think, you know, even more importantly, it's, you know, it's, it's an opportunity because there's just so much white space um you know in, in sports in particular uh you I mean i don't think we've seen the industry change so quickly so uh you know um or change this much so quickly rather and you know what that does is it creates opportunities to i think generate you know billions of dollars of enterprise value at the end of the day um and you know the you know history is always very cyclical you only time will tell but uh there will you know absolutely be you know winners that emerge um you know, in this, you know, call it you know, sports media 2.0 complex. Right. So, Brian, my last question for you is, as a, as a leader in this, this industry, what do you see on the horizon? What, what's got you excited about the future of where, 
this could potentially go? Oh man, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, this is probably going to be somewhat, you know, re- re- repetitive. Uh, but I, you know, again, I think it's just all rooted in, like I said, this old world versus, you know, new world paradigm shift. Uh, and it's, you know, three, three levels or three facets. Um, you know, old world was your brand lived and was created on television and web linear. You know, new world, it's uh, on the consumer's platform of choice. And really your brand needs to live everywhere. Um, you know, old world was you had a traditional kind of centralized new room newsroom new world is you have this decentralized newsroom uh that's driven by this emerging uh talent class or you know creative class uh and then finally you know old world is as a media company you would uh you know generally be holding to a traditional advertising revenue model whereas you know in a new world uh i think it's going to be very much uh you know di- diversified um and you know the winners that emerge will will, will certainly you know take advantage of that so you know, just taking that all into account, uh, like I said, it's 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 uh, you know it's a challenge, but um, you know there is uh, I think even more so you know this huge opportunity and this like blank canvas to an extent uh, that um, you know we have you know the ability to you know in which to 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 to, to make our mark. Uh, you know if there was one area where you know I would um, you know you know, make a, uh, make a claim, which I, I think it's going to be the emergence of community generated content. Uh, I think that is what is going to be the driving force for the leaders, um, in both sports media and just, uh, you know, media in, in general. Uh, I think the consumer has spoken very clearly that that's what they want. Um, and they want to be both a part of the creation and the consumption, uh, and folks that are able to be adaptable and nimble enough. Um, to create those types of experiences, you know, in an omni-channel approach are the ones that are ultimately going to win. Right. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. Well, Brian, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us today and, and, and chatting. Yeah, of course. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys having me and, uh, you know, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.